So he went to <coughs> deal with the free will, determination, if you manage the conscience. Well, last week we already said that we are not determined individuals. And yet we are being determined by biologically we are determined. We talked about biological determinism. Those are the inherited traits in me and in you. But then, these inherited traits in you, your height, your color, your physical features, and all that, your makeup. You can change it a bit and make some changes on your hair and so forth. You can change your skin a bit, lighter and so forth. Yeah, those are modifications. But there are things in you you can change, which you have inherited from your two parents. And then, which they also inherited from your grand-grandparents. Because some of us get recessive genes that resurface in our lives. In each family tree, there have been good people. That's why those families are still struggling and they are surviving. There are some members in our family who have been a disaster. And then also, they have been not good members. And there, we find that they too speed over in our present day lives. That's why if you, get, you say you get a child and then the child is terribly different from your way of thinking and behaving. And so, it is somebody, some of the grand grand who behaved in a neutral way. So, we call it that. In Uganda, we say it. So, you just give birth to a body. But the spirit, we don't know. And we make it more it as much as we want. But it can refuse. can go in the direction it wants. Which does not help it in a better way. Therefore, that is one mentality that we are determined biologically. And others may continue to say that the environment in which you have grown up also determines us. If I grew up in the near the city, uh, people can wonder, is it possible to have good vocations around Kampala? People used to doubt that. People come around Kampala, they can make a good religious and so forth. Things have changed. And uh, at least we have disapproved that. We have bishops who have come near Kampala. There is John Baptist Kagwa, was born there, around Burenga, whatever. And he lived in Rubaga Parish as a younger person, but he became a bishop. Uh -huh. Now listen, we have Bishop Chizito, he's born around Rubaga. He works in South Africa, and so forth. There are many other things. So a city dwelling near being urban, I can't be distracted to go by the city trends. I was born in near the city camp, so for me, whether it was, that by that time it was a village, now it is a slum. <coughs> Sorry to call your city a slum, but that's what it is, according to me. It's the Kampala capital slum. It's not a capital city. It is disorganized more than before. Anyway, the whole thing is, environment does not determine you. It can influence you a bit. So, in moral also. But people thought that environment can determine many other people. It is true. That's why in schooling, what do you do? You take a child from a bad environment to put them in a better environment where they get peers who can influence them more positively. 
So don't throw it away that the environment does not determine us. Environment can influence us, but doesn't determine, determine us. Those two terminologies, as I've been using the word confusion crisis, are we determined? No. Can we be influenced? Yes. Can we work on those things that are influencing us to change in another direction? We have the inner power, the free will we are going to see. That's why I want to talk about that. So you never say that you have been determined. No. We are not plants. A tree is determined to stay once you plant it there, to remain there all its life. It has not because bit of locomotion. It is there. It just grows. If you deny light and you then can bend with the you have done experimentation, can bend in that direction looking for light. And as if you twist the where you are putting that you have darkened to look for light until it finds it. You determine. But for us, you know, we are influenced. Then the person also used to think that what we do, that is fluid, comes unconscious. The things we do because there is, a, some, is something in the subconscious. What affected us when we are young? Now we are old. The things we do and we choose have been because of the past which is hidden at the back of our minds. Could be the some little truth in that. But not all the truth. So all the, these are debates in this level of education, yeah, each one comes with a different theory. What do you need to do? You master all these theories and make your choice. Is it possible you are influenced by your subconscious? Yes, it's going to happen. When you're young, you experience some kind of insecurity, and then you don't want to be with many people. You want to be with a few people. When you're making your choice, you don't go for where there are many people. You want where there are few people. So you make a choice to be where there are few people because when you are young, something happened where there was a crowd and the crowd never supported you and you have chosen that. Where there are few, I can be supported. So these are things can happen, but that is not the only story of life. Then what called psychological determinism that we solo so, where people think that the strongest motive I have determines whatever I'm going to do. But what if I have the strongest motive to become a doctor? But then my grades cannot make me to become a doctor. I wanted to become a doctor. I had the passion to be a doctor. Medical doctor, a surgeon, but I'm not good at biology. Now, what should I do? Should I kill myself? Will that determine me? You choose something else, which, within your talents, desire should always be tagged with ability. Don't simply have a desire without the ability. <clears throat> and make sure you have 
target both. But here they took the psychological determinism only pushing the one agenda. What you desire most is that what you are going to achieve, and that what will direct all your actions. Mm -hmm. You have the means. I want to drive a Benz car seated when driving up. Price. Oh, whatever it is. Do you have the means? Do you kill yourself? No. Forget about it. So psychological determinism also is a fantasy. In some cases. Of course, some drives, if the drive you have and the active desire is accompanied with ability, go for it. If that's the only choice you can make. Then what calls theoretical determinism? <laughs> that is killing Uganda today. That we are predetermined to be in the way we are, the way we are, and the way we are struggling and suffering. God has made it, inshallah. If God has Are you sure? Did you receive a telephone call from God that that's the only way we have to be? They are more easy on the, I become the devil's advocate <coughs> to challenge that mentality. Of course, there are things we can't choose all the time. We are determined in one way. God wanted me to be a man. Yes. Is that so important to be a man? What if I was created a woman? Would I have denied that? This said, right, no, but uh, I'm alive. I was born in my born male child. Does that make me an advantage of others? No. It's just give me responsibility, not advantage of other others. To give me responsibility to behave in a more humane way. That I make sure that all men have been created by God's choice behave in the right way. And they don't ashamed the male, the gender of men as such. And if you are created as a woman, you can make these days people make a transgender here, they are there. And I don't know whether they are happy when they are changing their gender from being a female to a male. Male from male to female. I, that one, well, I don't want to discuss. That's very recent. But what I know that some things, the, pro, the doctrinal predetermination, predestination is in our religions. For us, we are meant to be like that. Who told you? Yesterday we are coming. And a border border man knocked, he, uh, was riding, and then was riding, didn't ride very well. Then they knocked a woman who was pregnant. And by the time we left the scene, she was unconscious. We lifted it, taken to the clinic, whether she'd survive or not. <clears throat> then people began to debate. You see, uh, God wanted, maybe God prepared her that she may be knocked down by a border border. Uh, you know, at times I don't, I'm always in my t-shirt in the taxi, I hear people's mentality. If you put on these colors of priests, people run away and they say less. But I mix with them to know more what they think. 
So that was a debate, predetermination. Now, even if you want, you, you are to die in water, and you run away from going to the lake to rain in Kampala one day, as you are riding the border border slightly, winter has flooded, and then you die in water. Because God knew that you'll be dying in water. Ah, is God bringing flooding in Kampala? That is stupidness of planners. That's not God. If I die in the water in Kampala, it's not because I was supposed to die. It's because it's bad planners. And greed, confusion, not crisis. Now, this woman is knocked down, falls on the road because of bad habits of driving, of riders, of border borders in Uganda. There were no, no touched. Two border borders knocked each other. And the other one ran away, this one fell. And that was all. And then even the woman was seated in, like how they sit, like a Tudengom child, which is a, here it is acceptable. But in Kenya it is very clear, no border border will take you when you are seated like a, like a woman here in Uganda. You must sit like a man on a border border, whether it is a bicycle, whether it is a motorcycle. The rule is the border border will not take you because the police will arrest them immediately. That that position you are not very comfortable when you are seated like this and the other, balancing, especially the weight. And today we are having a challenge in Kampala. People are becoming overweight. Eh? <coughs> That's a new challenge. So, anyway, that is, I don't know what you believe. Do you believe that everything that is going to happen to you has been determined and determined definitely by God? Where is your choice? You are not a puppet of God. So, it was predestined by God that Sejinana will become a we become a noble member and become a name of peace. And they will be accused of cutting people in the massacre. And they will be arrested. And they will pierce his feet will be pierced by some soldiers. And then will be now he's in the hospital. And he's going to be like yesterday we were supposed to charge him. But then they were predestined, they will not produce him in court. <laughs> that is bullshit. We call it in English. Eh? That's confusion. God is not going to act, act, act everywhere. What is the human freedom? To do their duty. That's human error. If there was a good governance, those people should not be in prison. We worked for that governance to come. It is not coming. So we leave it. It will come at the time when it comes. Should the army men behave foolishly? We thought that they had stopped in Armenia's time. But there was again. So what should we do? We pray for them to come to their senses. Whatever they do, enter into their family life. Sooner or later. They are going to shoot each other and their family line. <clears throat> Not anybody else. For us, that's what we know. Okay, the will of God. Now
Now when we talk about the will of God, what does it mean? Here we are dealing with the question of the will of God. This one is not in your notes. God is good. Did we discuss this? I always want to bring it to the students to know about it. This is in theology, but we discussed it here at this moment of predestination. What is the will of God? Tell me, sir. <coughs> yet being the will of God, and here will be catechism, we teach this. What is the will of God? Yes. What God wants for us. But what do we want for ourselves? <laughs> okay. That's good. That's a good answer. God wants something. God wants us to live in peace. Wants us to live in happiness. We are created in his image. No problem. But we want what does what God wants us for us is the same thing we want for ourselves. Anyway, here. When we talk about the will of God, we are talking about three major elements in the will of God. One of them is in, <clears throat> one is ability. God has given you some abilities, capacities, which you need to work upon. You are able to read. God wanted to be created human being. You can speak. We are taken to school. You learn how to read. Find out to write treason. Okay. You are good athlete, you are good in these sciences, some are good in arts, whatever. God, those are abilities God has given you, talents for them. Beginning with life, has given you media life. Second, <clears throat> the second one is God has given you freedom. You are not an animal. So God has given you free freedom. So you are free. And that one you can't deny. And in that freedom, you operate. Thirdly, God has given you opportunities. Which you call a kairos. Opportunity which works with the rhythm of your life within the rhythm is having five letters rhythm of your life. That's the word. Is it having an end or like that? Rhythm of life. Each of us has a different rhythm of life. Now we have the ability. <coughs> we are using now just to use an example. I'm a boy. I'm talented. I'm good at football. Because I'm good have to study. Now, should I focus on football or should I focus on uh, my studies? Football will come a time when you no longer be able to operate. Aha, uh -huh. that's one. 
Secondly, if you choose football now, and uh, in Europe you can choose football for some time because English or whatever, the local language, they, they study in their national languages. If I'm a German, I know how to speak German, I've learned German. I can go to the KGG, whatever, to the study, whatever, those studies for football and study. I can study after I've qualified in 30 years. I've, I will retire as a footballer. I can come back and study because the language is my language. But here, if you stop in the early stages and you go for football, you are not combat with the language. You will be stuck. Because then you're of communication, you are not sure. Then you study to learn the language, to learn the things you want to do. Anyway, have the freedom to choose. You make a choice. God has many talents. You choose. You are not a puppet of God. But you are doing what God wants you to be has given the talent, then opportunities arise. What are the opportunities now? Football, study. Football, the zone is there. Eh? Rhythm of life, is it? Now. Hmm? Now, at times I give an example. I'm a girl. I've reached the age of 18. Mm -hmm. Reaching 18, what does it mean? But I'm not yet independent. But in this choice, should I get married or should I continue with study? Get married or should you are there? Is marriage a profession? That's a, that's a call. Marriage is not a profession. It's a call. Whether you're married or not, you're supposed to eat. You're supposed to work. That is a call, like being a priest. It's a call. It's not work. It's a service. So I have to do something in order to be and eat and we'll do something as a priest. So, there, you have those talents. So you have to make a choice which is right for you. And we don't make you miserable. And God will not be happy when you are miserable if the choices are bad. Then, is it the right of time? It's a timing. Which is the book of Ecclesiastes. Timing is a problem. It's the right time. And we struggle with this. Many people have made good choices at the wrong time. Other girls will choose to get married at the wrong time, but with the right husband. And then they are struggling there with their misery. Man is working to be the meet, you can't work because you are not prepared, you don't have the skills. And then they begin to blame God has brought them misery. No. Then they flock into these shrines and the prayer centers, spending sleepless nights, thinking they are going to change things. Of course, miracles happen, I don't I don't decide, go there, go there. But go there for one reason, to give thanks. Don't only bring you any miserable things you have caused yourself. I want to, be, to listen to people who are always giving praise, praise, and only complaining. Mumbling is not good at all all the time. Because I've made it, our mistakes. This is the timing, rhythm. Now we are at the university. The rhythm at this university is studying. Other than second. That should be our rhythm. And we must work hard to make sure the choices we make are into that direction of making us into that reason.
so that we enjoy our being here. So today we have to continue with that issue of the free will. And here, free will is about you have to read through the notes. Uh, what causes the things in us? Whatever it talks about the issue of cause and effect. Your freedom is a cause of what will lead you to the action that come out of your freedom. And you can't say you have no ability to choose. Already by being a human, you are confined and you have to be influenced by choosing or by choosing not to choose. In all our choices, you choose to choose, you choose not to choose, which you call you a neutral, you abstain, you omit, you omit, or you forfeit your choice, and that is your choice. Anything that we talk about freedom, we talk about this what called physical uh, absence. We are going to look at the word coercion. It may appear there. Are we coerced? Coercion. That one will appear there in that contesting with the free will. So there are times you are getting that. At times, when we talk of coercion, <coughs> coercion may be either physical, psychological, or moral. Physical, psychological, or moral. We are going to look at two of those things. They appear. <clears throat> now, when talk of freedom, it means in a positive aspect of it, absence on a coercion. There's no force used about the forced me. If there is no anything that forces you to do that, you call it absence. Of coercion. And if it is the physical, is about the question of if we quote about if we are to be free, we talk about freedom spontaneous, freedom of spontaneity. We are using it in this one, we are not. What does it mean? There is absence of physical coercion. You are free to move around. In it should be there is absence of physical coercion. Where? You are free to come for lectures. You may say, me today I will not manage because I'm sick or I'm having something else. And you go. And you have to amend and find a way when to make remedies for what you have missed. 
After lectures, you can go and travel. Let us go secondary school. There is no, here we don't give a pass. That there is a pass out, you know. We don't have, there is no pass. Go in, you go out. Go in, go out. Free. Absence of physical coercion, nothing. Freedom of spontaneity, like a dog, when it is not chained. It runs around. It's free. So, that is one aspect of freedom. That's not, not all. You may chain me. You can put me in prison. That is, you can, you are curtailing my freedom of spontaneity to move around. But you never chain my ideas. That is Mandela. 27 years arrested by the apartheid government. They thought they had chained him. No! They, that was, they prevented him to move around and put him in cell. But they never touched his inner freedom to liberate South Africa without using, without using violence, which he achieved. That's the mystery of humanity. You may arrest me, you may confine me, I may show you you are not in the charge of me. You are only in charge of my body, but not in my inner freedom. Which we call intrinsic. Here we talk about absence of intrinsic inner. Physical is this, psychological no, inner cognition. There. Psychological eh? so freedom, freedom of choice. I may remain in, in my ability to choose. You may put a knife against me. Say this. Uh, okay, I say it, but I say it because you have put a knife on me. After you have taken the knife away, I said, No. I was forced to make that confession because they were burning my feet. Percolating my feet. So this is the dilemma with freedom. God made this human being very, very interesting. There's some inner freedom you will never, never change. That is intrinsic coercion. Ability of the will to act or not to act is in this psychological or inner freedom as such, intrinsic freedom. That's what is very important. Then you have within this intrinsic freedom what I call specification, freedom of specification, where I should now pass to my senior six, which course must I take? I like this, I like this, I like that, I like that. But you can't do all these courses at the same time. You may try to, one on physical, one online, yes. But you don't die much of time. You can't, you do make progressively, it can be done, but not spontaneously. So you have to make a, the choosing, and your free will always required to leave other things away, and then you make one choice, if you're going to be comfortable. 
you focus on one in order to enjoy your growth. You scatter your energy, remains scattered in no growth, in no area. So here, you may find that you are there struggling with that choice, freedom of choice between many, many other issues, freedom of specification here. Yeah, how do you want to plan to spend your afternoon? You can't be at the beach and in the church at the same time. You don't have the gift of who? By location. That was given only to, at that time, was given to Padre Pio. Could appear in more than one place. One can go to the movie or playing football, listening to music or whatever. You make a choice about that on Sunday afternoon. You can't be in all places. Or you can say, okay, I'm going for a party, but I'll be there for 20 minutes. I go, we go to the party for 20 minutes. After 20 minutes, I go to another activity. So you can combine them, but at least that is a progressive. So that is, make a specification. Another, we get the problems in life. Choices are there. But to specify a choice that will enrich you, for me, I don't go for graduation of students. Why? Because I can't attend all their graduations. We graduate here. I say bye-bye, go for your graduations. I don't come there because I can't go to everybody's graduation. I have not have time for that. So you do the celebration here, and that is my graduation with the students. And that's a model working. Eh? I don't attend all burials. Because at times even people don't go for burials today. They just go to entertain themselves. The funeral services are there. The younger men in them, the old men in the village, the one who are there mixing the concrete and the sand and whatever to put it on. Others are just there to take pictures and whatever, to talk, to drink, to take a pork. As soon as they arrive in an area, where is pork? Have you come for burial or for party? Because they are entertaining themselves, they fear death. Let us enjoy tomorrow is our day. Anyway, <clears throat> that is specification, freedom of specification. It is very, very important to determine our future, where we have to make choices. So this is an area where they talked about, then there is political freedoms, freedom of speech. There is moral freedom, moral coercion times, called moral obligation. You are forced. Pay taxes. In Uganda, moral coercion is now becoming a time. It's not easy. Do what do what they do? You, they increase the fuel tax fuel prices. You whether you like it or not, you are coerced to buy the fuel because you are traveling, and then you repair taxes through increment of the fuel right prices. You are coerced. You can't choose anymore. Hmm? They put uh, whatever on. I have commodities we use every day. Taxation. Can't make any choice about it. Coercion. I've been forced. No longer choice. Now they want to bring a housing tax, which is a fake. I don't believe in it. If I paid to build my house, I paid you cement tax, iron bar tax, 
I paid all these single items for building a house with taxation. Now, why did he tax me again? That is cheating. They can put it, but that is cheating the poor population. It's not justifiable. And the money is just wasted. Have you been vaccinated? Yeah. Now you are living with your vaccination. When you go to Entebbe airport, a new rule has been put. Cheating. You have, they have to test you before you travel again. There. $25. Cheating. Coercion. Moral coercion. Put a moral obligation for you to do it. Anyway, so don't fear. Know that you have the inner freedom in you. Here below they are talking about indicators of freedom. Indicators of freedom. Are we free or not? <clears throat> indicators of freedom here would imply what? I will dwell so much on this topic of freedom because our ethics we discuss. There's other things you can read. This is the gist of the matter. People to understand their inner ability to, to choose. Now, <clears throat> the one thing we say that we are free is that all human beings who are normal have a direct consciousness of free decision. All human beings who are normal try as much as possible to make sure they have the ability to make a choice. And they demand to make a choice. What do you tell me to make a choice? They do this. Even a child will say, go there. Mm -mm -mm. I want to go this way. Go there. Tell me why I should go there, not there. That's the age of three, there two. A child begins to ask you, why? Why? A very big question. They do it innocently. And they're asking that question, why? So before act, we are conscious, this one is that or that. Before you do the action, you are conscious of what you want to do. During the action, are you conscious that I'm the one doing this? And after you have done, you have said something, are you the one who fully said, I'm owning what I've said? That is very important. Those are indicators of freedom. We are free. And we can use that freedom. So, the second indicator of freedom is that awareness is revealed that the fact of deliberation before the act. What is to deliberate? Intention. Huh? Intention. Meaning that you think what on what you want to do. You think on what you want to do before you do it. If we are doing we follow the human act, as we say, not the act of man. You think I want to put up a house. Which kind? A storied one or not? Where I have the means? Where do I get the means? I want to borrow money. For what? We have a party. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have to make a birthday party. <clears throat> I should be more careful than sand souls. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Then I need to borrow some money. You are borrowing money to impress others without knowing how you are going to pay back. That would be certainly dangerous. How do you pay? You borrow money, then you say that you mortgage your house. This is my house. You mortgage your land. You are unable to pay. Your land is gone. Your house is gone. Whenever you mortgage your house, it means you have mortgaged your land. People don't think that. You go to the money lender, you mortgage your house. They give you money. But the house is seated on a piece of land. Have you valued the land before you value the blocks, the bricks that make up this house? You bring a value that the money lender does not cheat you. If time comes, they should take only. If you are to sell it, you sell it and they take the amount and they keep you out. If you are unable to pay. Yeah, there are many tricks in this country. Confusion, not is there. So you have to know the pros and cons what you want to do, then that is the indicator of freedom. Personal responsibility is another aspect. Do you own the things you perform as your ones? Instead of blaming on others. Now, it means here is the scenario. Mm -hmm. I have my brother. My brother goes for witchcraft. You have heard something like that. Eh? People go for witchcraft today. Eh? As is before. Is it true? If they want to gain it for whatever, whatever they want to gain, witchcraft. Now, have my father. He goes for that kind of stuff, my brother. Now, when he goes for his witchcraft and whatever, his dramatization, will they determine the behavior of my children? I'm asking you people, have you been from planet Mars? I'm asking, have you been from planet Mars? Or you're in Uganda? Hey, now I'm asking, if my, bra my brother, my sister goes for witchcraft to do his other things, will that one necessarily affect the behavior of my children? Is that necessary? Because that is their actions. Now, if I'm to make my family organized, should I dwell on the actions of my brother and my sister in order to put order in my house? Why should I be diverted to think about that? They are going there. It's the cause of the disarray in my children. Why don't I go and explore? How have I brought up my children to this point? Should my sister be going through all these things? Cause my child to leave school and get married before I has finished the course? You know, I don't understand the bewitching properly. 
is bewitching there. But it's bewitching the only thing that is there. Those who have involved in witchcraft, why don't they become rich? And they continue at times only manipulating other people's lives. They become what? Even the medicine men themselves. Why are they not millionaires? They want you to become a millionaire. Mm -hmm. And they propose you how you are going to become a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Why are they not millionaires themselves? That's why my problem is, I'm very, I doubt so much to accept cause and effect. And this word, I'm discussing this word at such a cause and effect. And this is the debate we have in ethics. Where is my free will? I will the free will of my daughter or my child. You know this, that her aunt goes there and my child also begins to make foolish mistakes. Where has been advice and in those the past has been also a challenge that some of our members are fit to finish the school. They leave the school shortly before they're about to finish the school and they never graduate. Their family is like that. They've invested money in their children, they don't graduate. Is it because of witchcraft or because of irresponsibility? For me, I, doubt, I think that instead of pushing the agenda of witchcraft, I'll push the agenda, they're irresponsible. They don't know Kairos. Rhythm of life, in the will of God. God has given them a bit so they have the freedom, but they don't know how to pattern their rhythm of life. Without denying that these things, their things could be there, but also themselves, the inner energy. Begin what you start. There are people who have failed in that. They don't complete what you have started. And if it is in the family lineage, you have to trace it. Other than pushing witchcraft, which is temporarily there and manipulation, push. Why don't we complete what we have started? Is it because we, are, we like to take things seriously? We start things we can't manage? Is it because we are caught in the middle of there and we lack, we are looking for money, for survival so quickly. And we don't complete what we give us to survive afterwards. So some of these things we need to ask. And that's where this question of responsibility comes in in, free, in our freedoms. Don't apportion blame on others when you have failed to act responsibly. Now you have seen what is going on in Europe. Russia has its mess with its people. Belarus has its mess with its people. Now they are pushing people to come to the border of Poland 
to cause a mess in the European Union by having more immigrants. When you have failed to handle sick children in your house, why do you push them to your grandmother? And then when your grandmother is receiving them, why do you blame your grandmother to be if it has a problem? You have failed to handle your wife. Why do you blame the neighbor? You know, these are the very things we hear today. Is it true? Eh? Do you believe in the villages? Or in the perimeter walls? I'm asking. Eh? These are not the stories we hear. Somebody is unable to handle his children in the best way. He blames the neighbors. Your children are spoiled, my children. How can we, if your children have been well trained, how can they be ready to be spoiled by the neighbors? It means that your children have their, no ability to make their own choices. The other people are choosing for them. They are taking them by the street out of Responsibility. Uganda must be responsible for its own sins of confusion. Other blaming Rwanda. Have we, have we organized? Instead of blaming the colonialists, uh, the brought in the curriculum. Uh, who told you that the curriculum which told, brought us up was fake? Can you give what you don't have? No. Are the teachers who are going to teach in the new curriculum, are they being well prepared to teach in the new curriculum? Fakely, they are being prepared. Was they what was wrong with this curriculum? Actually, for me, there was no need of changing of the curriculum. It was changing of methodology. That was enough. And this is what we do in the teacher training colleges, or in the service for teachers. Change the methodology, simple. Don't tell us you have to change the curriculum. Can't. You're manipulating and eating money for that, anyway, and cheating the population. But the same with history is history, it remains history. The methodology of teaching it matters. Religion remains religion, science remains science. Only the methodology. We go using the experiential approach. But you can't teach and you don't have the laboratories. And the products will come out not be good enough. And then you blame yourself again. Or we change the curriculum again. Wasting. It has, you know, it is better, as we say in English, that hand deal with the, the bull by its bones. Get it if you want to fight the bull. Be like the Spaniards. Fight the bull by twisting its horns if you are strong. Don't touch the tail and then turn around and uh, uh, go here strong. Oh, problems must be confronted head on. Anyway, personal responsibility is so is there. Accept your personal responsibility. Uh, consensus of existing freedom. People believe that human beings are free. That will begin about that. Then, Administration of justice already an indicator. You can't judge me unless you judge me because you know that I'm a free person to make a choice and what I've done, I'm responsible for it. That is based on the existence of freedom. Is there all these courts?
based on that. Social environment and cultural background certainly do influence our preferences and choices. But this place of environment, they are amount such a force as to compare our actions. Yes, we have been influenced. But now, yes, for example, if I'm influenced, you know, this is survival for the fetus. If I'm influenced, there is a meal there. I'm hungry. But before you go for meal, you abuse me. Uh -huh. You destitute, we are just helping you. What should I do? I'm very hungry, but you tell me, ah, you destitute, bring your plate, we give you food. You beggar. What can I do? Eh? I mean, there are two things I can do. I may forgive you and, uh, and get annoyed and say, okay, yeah, I'm a beggar, give me food and eat. But what I may say, no, my man, I'm a beggar, but I deserve some respect. Today I'm not eating your food. Today I'm not eating your food. Can happen. I don't know whether it can happen today, but in our time it happened. When Obote was disturbing us here, creating all the chaos with his friends in Burwa, now in the rule. For us, we decided as members when in Chambogo, because we had the UPCA with the NUSU and whatever, Students' Union, they could bring a full crate of lorry, full load of beer at the campus. They put the music in there. We can't. We refuse to go there. You are killing our people. And then you bring us a beer because we are students. You want to manipulate us. We refuse. I don't know where I still, I still have the resilience today. I mean, you have a thing you can have. Make a choice. Say, my friend, take your beer. And they could always take the few went there, of course. But the majority refused and they could take the beers back. They said, these are foolish students. We give them what they can make them uh, stimulate their emotions. And then, but we, have, we are reasoning beings. We are not only emotional beings. Why do you want to feed my stomach? And you want to control my reasoning? No. So human beings have that ability that the current environment will not determine us only but also we can be different. Here there's another issue which they call that. It is evident that we cannot perform a really human act without knowledge of the goal of the action or without having a motive for it. Mm -hmm. That is psychological determinism. Of course, whatever we do, there is a motive, but not all motives should drive us in what we do depending on what we have and what we don't have. So that is what we can say. Primarily, we can say freedom of choice does not primarily consist in trivial decisions. That means smaller decisions. It's not about eating chicken, fried chicken and so forth. No, 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 that's not freedom of choice. 
This is about fundamental issues, commitments. And that's why when you go for marriage in the church, they ask the spouse, have you come here on your free accord? And you take this man or this woman after their free accord? You say yes. We continue with the, with the blessing in the marriage. If they say no, that's the end of that ceremony there. We continue with mass. Some people have done it, of course. It's very frustrating. Why do you wait to ashamed your friend on such a day and after that preparation? Tell them no is no and yes is yes. That should be the way. Now, even if that comes to choosing a vocation, don't choose a vocation conditionally. If you want to be a teacher, for me, I chose teaching as hard as 1980. And I've enjoyed it. I've never regretted it. Some people don't like teaching because we enjoy it. Not because of the man I get out of it, no. For me, teaching gives me freedom. And I chose it at the one, 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 one condition for myself. Teachers are only a bunch of professionals that get holidays three times a year. That was my calculation. That at the university, I have two times of freedom. To, two holidays a year, and I have a short break, and I have a longer break. If you are normal teaching, from May to August, I have a break of three months. Those are my talents. I develop my talents in those times, and I don't regret. Other members, your know, professionals, have only 26 days, or one month a year. For us, I have three months or more. So I chose that profession because I'm a person who is interested in my personal development other than being confined in a place of work for the whole year. So that, for me that was the reason and I've not regretted, I don't know what other people think. For me it has been a stepping stone to many other things and I chose the education as, because you remain always open to learning. And you can't be confined. You are good at researching on things you know and you don't know. You can add on. So you don't remain stagnant. And you begin to handle things because you are dealing with personalities and so forth. You know how to handle things and to deal with different personalities at one stage or the other. And you trust that human beings are good and some can be not. Period. So for me that's why I chose. So commitment whether religious, whether professional, whatever, all this. That's where freedom of choice is needed more. Not about choosing what to eat, how to put on, but what direction of life my life must be. And be ready. If you choose to be a farmer, be accepted. Accept that when you are doing farming, there are comfortable times, a thorn will pierce you. Uh-huh. Don't complain. You're working in the bush. A barbed wire can cut you, a panga can, a hawk can cut you, uh-huh. one time a snake can bite you, all it is a, a package. You're not working in office, everything is clean. 
work in the office, know that there is pollution in the cities where you're going to work and so forth. Work as an engineer, you have to be under the car to go there and check. So make sure your eyes prepare. One day, uh, one of the machines can hit your eye. But because that is you, you chose to do that. Or today it's easier. You can use your phone to detect what is wrong with some cars. Oh, that's okay. But I have to be listening to the engine. A good, good listener, if we're a mechanic. It's a problem with the pistons somewhere. Which one? Then you have to go into that. Even those engineers for aeroplanes, aviation engineers. I wonder I was seated with one who said, that plane has a problem. The way the engine is sounding. The only they can detect like that. So all this is professionalism where choice must be made. So you have to endeavor that in freedom here, we have to be aware of some of the things that can determine us. Immediate evidence of freedom is called in a question by some people, by some determinists. But at times you have to know, in anything you choose, you know but you don't know the whole events that will take place. You have chosen to be in history, and uh, you have made a time scale when you are going to graduate, but you don't know the eventualities can happen. But you, for you, you have a program. Make sure there is no more coronavirus, then your program will be okay. Make sure the school fees are there, but those guardians are bringing you, are working for you, pray that they make sure everything. You are people you'll be working with for when you're writing your book to build the professor to be more moderate and helps you to make it quicker as such as hardworking people like that. All those things we need them. So, having dealt with the issue of free will and the indicators that it is there, then we are going to say this. There are different levels about freedom and responsibility. The degree may matter. Why? As we act, there are some factors that can influence our intellect. We said that um, the reason, reasoning faculty has the three elements, two elements that has the intellect, has the intellect and the will. The intellect is looks for searches for knowledge of objects. After the intellect has supplied the knowledge of those objects, then the will makes the choice.
Abdi, when talking to one person, now we are splitting the person. She's your reasoning capacity to have. But at times, you must look for information before you make a choice. It is you within you. You have to do that. Therefore, the intellect is will be blamed for making not enough effort to look for information. But you never be blamed for making a choice. If we know that you don't have enough information about the object yourself, then it would be more reasonable to know that at the same time that intellect, the choice you make, it is the will which will be responsible for what you make. And that is the challenge you have to go for and deal with. Make sure that you look for enough information and you make the right choice. That's the duty of the will. Now today we want to look at are there things that can prevent the intellect to know exactly what we must know? Yes. We have listed them here. If you are attentive, you'll get there. And your senses are working properly. You'll be, be able to know and to get the knowledge that now the machine which is making that sound is not a border border, but is a machine for aligning the wood in that workshop. So your ear has got that information. And your previous experiences gives you that. But what is that which is acting? It is the machine in the workshop there, the wood workshop there. Therefore, when you are attentive, you get much information about it. When you are distracted, you miss some out some information. Therefore, that will also affect the way you choose. There, that you may supply non-substantial information. And they will make a choice, but who will be blamed? In making a choice, we blame the, the choosing, which is what we are talking about. But then we are blaming the, why did the intellect not work enough to gain more knowledge? That's why for us in the church, when before one gets married, we put marriage bans. Is there anything preventing these people to get married? Come and tell us quickly. When you have already tied the knot and you have not come to tell us, don't blame us. For us, we did according to the knowledge we had at that time. And don't blame us. Blame yourself for being to look for information. Or if one wants to get married, must also look into that. Look for the information about your spouse. 
It's not us to do that. The same goes in pay attention hmm, to the road traffic uh, lights or whatever. Hmm? Realize that if you can't concentrate, you are tired and whatever, this will prevent you to see other people. If we are, your goal is to ride a motorcycle because somebody has called you, you will be distracted. For me, I'm like, I don't, I don't ride a motorcycle. Because the, the bishop who ordained me in Kenya told me, and that was the rule in the Archdiocese of Nairobi, never a priest to ride a motorcycle. We lost many priests. And we found that at times priests, when they are riding motorcycles, their mind is so far away where they are going for mass, whatever. He said, mm, they already are loaded enough on your mind. Riding a motorcycle will not help you. Others choose to be taken by border border, buy yourself a car, or use public transport to avoid future losses of priests. You're distracted. So when you're distracted, you lose much information. And when you're focused, attentive, you get more. Therefore, that will affect the choice to be made if you don't supply. When you're ignorant, it will affect the free choice. If you have things you are ignorant about, ignorance cannot be overcome. There is some ignorance which cannot be overcome. We call this one uh, invisible ignorance. Now here I talk about if a mailman may not detect that if you are carrying now this day there is bombing. Now if you are carrying a package, they give you take this package and when you reach there you don't know whether they are wrapped in a cake or whatever, then there is a bomb on it for you. Are you responsible for carrying this to the site? Yes. But are you, are you fully aware that you are not carrying a cake, but you are carrying a bomb? No. Then he said, in my carrying this package, and what has been it prescribed outside? I thought, I'm just carrying a normal package. Now, this is the... Now, when you look at this, this is a, a marker for white gold. Is it okay? A marker for white gold. When you read, this is a marker for the white gold. Yes, yes. Yeah, when you go to... Now, do you know exactly what is inside here? You are ignorant, you know the box, you see the box. This is called a wrapping. But now, inside here, because I love, I'm the only one who knows. I said, take this and give it to San So to the next class. So he opens now. There are only two, three markers. But also, they are not only markers. Oh! There's a dust. A dust. But I put it in here. 
But for you, you thought you are carrying mark. That's what you call ignorance. There are things we carry on. We, we make choice about. We think we know them. And we don't know fully. If one gets married, do you know that the wife you are getting married to is going to have a problem with cancer after 20 years? Or the husband you have will become alcoholic when he has lost the job? But then when time comes, are you going to regret the choice you have made? No. But will you be fully responsible for the choice you made? Yes. But the degree will not very vary. That's what I'm talking about here. When you are not fully aware, and some things you can you never be able to know. You are not, when you are judged, we call it culpability. We say, yeah, things happen. But I didn't know that they are going to come out like this. Please blame me with the care. Don't. This make me disintegrate as you blame me. I accept the blame. But the degree of the blame must be lessened. This man, Pistorius, who killed his wife, eh? you remember in South Africa? Now it's about almost really see. His wife, his girlfriend. The girlfriend had gone to the bathroom. So this man thought that the burglar had entered through the, bar, the bathroom. So he started to shoot, shoot and kill the wife. It is very common in most houses that when your attention is in the sitting room, Thieves come through the bar, the bathroom. I've seen it in Europe myself. And for me, my bathroom, I make sure I don't leave the house without clothing the bathroom. And when I'm in the house, I make sure the bathroom is closed. That's a potential area for thugs to come in, or terrorists. Is that what happened to numbers? Eh? Some two, three, two months ago, they went through the bathroom. But that was the easiest route. The, those things, they break them and come And you are busy on the television or cooking and whatever. Yes. So now, ignorance must be dealt with. They accept that sometimes you'll be ignorant in the way you look for your information. But some message can be overcome. Like now, you want to get married. I had a certain uh, sister of mine who was getting married. She said, Women came. A delegation of women came and told my mother, Your daughter should not get married to that man. We have a. Mm, mm, mm. They gave their reasons. Let her be pregnant and not get married to that man. That's what, that is our wish as the women in the village, the women. Uh, today they call them Rumamongas. Uh huh. They don't wish well. Mm. But what has resurfaced after 40 years? What the women stipulated on their fingers is what has happened. Then I tried to ask my sister, have you listened to those women? Their life would have been different. But you know what those women are if they were not wishing you well. Are you better? Because now, see, 
that happened. Now, now it happened. Ah, uh-uh. we don't answer like that. Now it happened. What lessons have you learned? That should be the best way. That's not enough. What must we do? What lessons can we give to our children after going through all this mess? How oh, Uganda has fought for many years and so forth. How oh, the president came, was to stay for only four years, as he told us in 1986. Now we are standing for more. What have you learned? Staying is not a problem. You can stay for 100 years. It's not a problem for me. But what have you learned for the next generations? Are you making it better? Are you cheating yourselves? People, they talk and talk and talk. Ignorance is part of our journey. Therefore, when you are blaming somebody, what do we learn from this? When you are blaming somebody who failed to get the right information at the right time in the choices they made, be lenient. Be lenient. And ask this question, what lessons have we learned from all this? So that mistakes are not made. Prejudices also can reduce the ability for people to get the information. This is where opinions are taken. They deter people to get the true information about certain persons, about certain races, about certain religion. Can it deter us? to get the right information. Then, we have another challenge of, another challenge, fear. I was always told by some people, uh, was it a uh, Churchill told the people, don't, the only thing you need to fear is fear itself. There is don't fear. That's what Churchill told the, the people when they were there in the 1940s. The only thing you need to fear is the fear itself. As they were going for, to fight this man, Natalius uh, Hitler. Don't fear anything except the fear itself. Fear prevents us also to get the right information. Fear may mean awareness of anticipation of some danger or unpleasant events. It may signify a strong emotion of an anxiety because the threat of something unpleasant. Oh, okay, now, there are people who are stagnant in life because their fear paralyzes them. Now, if I choose this profession, if I go to study, my degree. There are fears at times things may be hard. Mm-hmm. But then what must I do? Should I avoid hmm? students is afraid of failing a course? Does not want to write even the papers, it's paralyzed. Is the is the fa- writing the introduction now? You are going to write your uh, course coursework. Is the words I'm putting what Father is expecting uh, for this course. For this, put them. Because without putting them, 
you never get it right. Put wrong ones first. As you develop your writing, the essay, the paper, then you'll be able to correct the mistakes. But if you have not put anything, what are you going to correct? Beginning by writing a draft, then you purify it. So here, a fear will motivate motivate him to go to the library and begin to research for this paper. But fear will not only help you. One may not tell lies, but may tell lies because he threatened that he can use his job and so forth. So we find that here we are giving examples where fear works. At times people, they say, they don't say the truth because they fear to lose. Fear does not remove responsibility. They say, who told the lie? It is me. So that was with my aunt and said, for me, what I don't want is this. Any problem you have, tell me. But when you fear to tell me, or you lie to me, and I find out, I take you that you are not serious. Tell me. Don't lie to me. I know mistakes are possible. Challenges are part of life. If you need money, I tell you, I don't have now. Can we wait for the next two months to solve that problem? which you want to handle now, it's okay. But when you keep quiet, and you find out fabricating and taking money, for, uh, cheating me to ask for this money when you are needed for this, then to be unfortunate. So, whether you have, whether, as you search for information, you are attentive or distracted, whether ignorant or not ignorant, whether you have prejudices or not, whether you fear or not, everything remains yours. But the judgment will differ now, the degree of responsibility will differ. Apart from that, we also have to call the, the choices we make after getting the knowledge. There are choices we make. The, the, the widow has to make a choice now. And these ones which we say that money naturally desires pleasure and tries to avoid pain and present feeling. That is natural, yes. See fire, run away. Mm-hmm. Passion is understood as the stronger motive also of the sense of appetite, reaching out for pleasure or running away from pain. Gelatony, like a who constantly overeat and cannot resist the pleasure of eating, succumb to passion. That is a mistake. So we are at least here, we are talking about those things. That when you are making your choices, be careful. What is driving you with the knowledge that you have? What is driving you? Which qualities have you noticed in what you want to choose? The no information you have. Now, if you have too much passion, you have to be careful. Here, what you call antecedent passion, which comes spontaneously, before one can rationally control oneself. 
earth to precede the awareness of the intellect and the deliberate action of the will. What can be this? Let us see. Let us say this. Antecedent means what comes before. You think properly and you are there. Ha. Um, I've been hungry and I've been presented with the nice, let's say, that's a nice food. I'm hungry. And I say, uh huh. What do you want to eat? Fish? Chicken? Want to eat fish? Want to eat chicken? I want to eat. What is other vegetable of beans? I said, oh, yes, 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 yes. Give me chicken. But you are, you are not, chicken is good, it is attractive. You have made a choice for chicken. But are you aware of the price? You have the knowledge of chicken is delicious and whatever. Are you aware of the price? Now, that is where you can say, your pleasure has driven you to make a choice without being fully aware of the price. Your passion of eating and whatever has not tallied with the financial status of your pocket. Is that okay? Are we together? You ask me where you have to start. We are discussing this. Is, is it possible to make a choice of something you have encountered, you know, because of the inner desires in you, but you don't have the full, you are driven by appetite, pressure. And you don't have the full information about what you are going to choose. Because you have a call, we have what you call antecedent. Those things come before you make the right choice, you have things properly. And then there are those which are aroused after we have made a choice. Silence means what? Confusion, consent, understanding. I'm asking. Eh? Have you understood that when you are making a choice, you go by the face value? Let us put it that way. At times you choose by face value. The way things appear. Without knowing the price tag for what we are choosing. Is it possible? Yeah. Let me give an example. Young man is looking for a spouse. And got the spouse according to the interest of the 
person. They have agreed on each other. But there are many things they are not aware of. So, it's driven by the appearance. But it has to be ready now to care for the costs of the choice one has made. Has made. Which includes caring. Now, that lady was telling us at the canteen there on Sunday. They went there. They were going for, they went for uh, uh, introduction to a kind of just visiting the family for the first time. So the man they met each other here, they had to go to Guru for that ceremony. So when we reached there, the, the man was told, we need we needed 20 cows or 15 cows or whatever. We needed 20 cows, 15 goats, 10 sheep, Yeah, from 20 we are coming down by 5. 20 sheep, and then, and 5 chicken. Among other things I had to pay. The poor man was not having any problem in loving that person, that guy, that woman. But now, he had been driven by the appearance, but he didn't know that the choice he's making, there are many other things that are attached to it. That is one way. Another example would be this passion. I come, what's your name? Christopher.
happen to us, antecedent passion. And when you are the judge, use that term that, oh, this happened because they was not full away of what was going on. But that is one way. That is one passion. That is the desire for pleasure, avoiding pleasure, reacting to situations without much knowledge. And then you act. You make a wrong choice. Would have said, We discussed this. Why have you stepped on me? It's painful. Can we go to the nurse and then they massage me? Uh, you pay the bill and we stop there. It's okay. It's okay. Because somebody, as you are driving, one knocks your car and then you begin to react. You remove, you remove a pistol to shoot the other because has knocked your car. Antecedent pension. One time, Charlie Gonda beat the woman there, police woman on this one, ginger on. Whatever you did, you slap the woman, the police woman, pop, pop, pop. 
antecedent passion. And this is many in many of us. We make a choice and then we make a choice which have not even thought of quickly, properly. By the time it arises, it has happened. And we are regretting. But then also there's what we call consequent passion. passion. That which comes after we are prepared very well. Uh-huh. Could you stop, uh, step on him? After stepping on him, he keeps quiet. Uh, you, you go, go, go. I know you are disturbing, but you go. But then he waits. He goes and he waits with this man. What does he want with him? Stepping on me. When I'm doing my things, this man, no, no, no way. I have to pay back. Let me wait for this again in time. Next time when I see you, show him. Uh-huh. Then he goes on planning. One day I make the same mistake. He comes out with a knife. He mugs me. If everybody wonders, a single stepping on you, you react by with a knife and kill the other. It means that he has been preparing for the war. That's why this one teaches us that. There are people who react quickly and they regret what they have not thought. There are people who plan even to revenge when they're just waiting for the turn. They're waiting for the spark. What will the spark? What will be the trigger? We call the trigger. What will the trigger? As soon as the trigger, the one who is well prepared will do all the things that. So the judge is always looking to these cases to find out. Is it antecedent passion, just mere reacting, or was it a prior planning? For all this, I'm waiting the time will come to me that is I'll pay back. That passion also is there. Am I talking of real life? Must be that that is your life? Yes. So ethics is not about Max. It's about real life. And I internalize things. Hmm? People wait for the time in order to pay back dearly to others. These children are here, okay. Let me wait for their mother to die. Once their mother has died, we chase them away. That's what is happening in our families today. Children of the girls, they are staying with the granny here. But as soon as their mother has died, they have nobody to defend them. Take them away. Kiss them. Had a friend that had been told. Their mother was given a house. Who was staying there until her death. She died three years ago. They were given only two months. Move all the property of your mother here. Move everything. We don't need you here. The uncle telling them. That is, has it happened now or was it planned before? Antecedent passion, consequent passion. That is a challenge in the choice. Torture. Torture can be physical or psychological. 
Also that can challenge the influence the choices we make. And you have to be very careful about that. As when you are tortured, actually you make a choice you may not want because you want to save yourself. So when your people are judging, you always say, look at the choice I made. And in the condition in which the pain I was going through, the psychological and the physical, had to confess, had to say lie, so that I saved my, you wanted me dead or what? Then there is a force, which is closer to torture. Force, physical compulsion. Somebody forces it. Unless you do this, I shoot him. We go. God, you knock on that man's door. We want him, but you, you want to hear you knocking. Because for us, if we, we don't go there and knock, we detect we are not. But you say you are. Are you not his friend? Yes. Can you? I'm afraid. Uh-huh. Yes. What do you want? Uh, please just help me. I want something open for me. Ah, as soon as the door is opened, this one that time. Who brought the thieves to me? Friend, my friend of all people. Fred begins to say after they have gone, you man. The torture they have gone through started with me. No, 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 afraid. Afraid that I don't accept that. Force can be used. That lessen the response. Of course, remain the responsibility that it is Fred who knocked and the door was opened for Fred when other thieves were attacking. Fred is responsible that the thieves came behind his back and attacked his friend. But it's not when you are judging him, be lenient. And the family should be lenient. But then when the family hears, Fred brought, they knocked, the thieves came because of his. Then the family can say, we told you. And we told you you had a friend. And did what you want you. Now you see. And now the whole family begins in Paranirako business. Getting all, pushing this man. Without seeing what is going on? Habits. When you repeat things, also can be a danger. And when things we're repeating are not empowering us, can reduce our good choices. Like here, the habits of talking about alcohol, drugs, and so forth, uh, walking at night unnecessarily, and so forth, irresponsibly can drag us into things which we should not have chosen. Or we choose them and we remain responsible, we have made the choice, but we are not fully responsible. We are partially responsible. Therefore, those factors we have seen, these which influence the intellect and those which influence the will, at times they lessen our responsibility. But does not take away our responsibility. As I said that, even if there is witchcraft, which you may think about that your person is doing, does not take away the responsibility of your children having failed to complete their courses. Because they knew 
We had an enemy to fight. Why will they fight this way? That now we are not at good terms. Why don't they? Okay. You give them the money to take for school fees. They eat it up. Then you blame your uh, sister. He's the one who is influencing your children even to eat up their school fees. She may be responsible for other issues. But in a particular case, let us analyze each action using this gadget, this what? These uh, guidelines. That the intellect looks for knowledge and the will makes a choice and there's something that can influence us to lessen our responsibility. As we look for information and as we make choices in life, they will be certainly a happy person and be, you call them, balanced. That you know how to handle issues and how to apportion the brain where it is due and to be lenient in judging others and judging yourself. I think that will be enough for today. To next week, next uh, on Thursday, we are going to look at what you call con conscience. We have something in us that informs us about what is good and what is not good, even before anybody could tell us. But that depends how we were formed and the way we have grown up. And also we see how that one is very instrumental in our lives.